This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the show. A new employment trend has emerged in the trucking industry that breaks radically with traditional employee and owner-operator models. Now, known as Driver Inc., it increasingly uh, drivers and carriers are now entering into agreements whereby drivers will incorporate themselves and will then sell their driving services to the carrier. Now, what distinguishes them from owner-operators is these drivers do not own, lease, or operate a vehicle. They drive the carrier's vehicles and have little to no financial investment in their business with little to no risk for financial loss. Now, the motivation, of course, uh, of course, would be while each company could organize things slightly differently, the basic process is the driver is incorporated, driver brings no assets and has zero risk uh, or investment. Um, employers make no source deductions. Provincially, good, good chance workers' compensation is not being paid by anyone uh, as well. Uh, the Canadian Trucking Alliance estimates that companies can achieve up to $15,000 per year in savings per employee. Now, the impact on the trucking industry is quite profound. Exploitation in one consequence is one consequence of what industry experts describe as a billion-dollar scam left to fester in the trucking sector. Uh, the misclassification of workers as self-employed to cut costs by evading basic labor protection, payroll taxes, and other legal obligations is having a significant impact In the greater Toronto area alone, data shows that self-employment in trucking has increased by 172% over the past decade, reaching levels uh, levels critics say cannot possibly um, be legitimate. Now, the model is being adopted by companies across Canada to create the benefits of the underground economy to them as owners. Joining me now to talk a little bit about how all of this is working and the impact it's having on our trucking industry is Dave Earl, who is the president and CEO of the BC Trucking Association. Dave, thank you for joining us. Uh, glad to be here, Jazz. Yeah, this is a, a, a maybe a little complex, but I think it's important we have this conversation. Now, I said there's a 172% increase in the self-employment designation in the greater Toronto area alone. Uh, what can you say about British Columbia in regards to this type of, uh, uh, this type of classification? Yeah, it's really hard to track, Jazz, but I can say definitively the scam has arrived here. Um, We do get calls from drivers. We do get calls from carriers who are hiring people uh, who are either asking to use this model, uh, you know, with the the misguided perception that it provides them with more income. Um, But it's here, you know, and uh, is it dozens or hundreds? Um, It's underground, so it's really tough to find, but uh, we're working really hard to try and find it. So in this case, a driver comes along and says, wait a minute here, I don't have to own a truck, I don't have to worry about fuel. I just drive. I get paid hourly. What's wrong with that? What would you say to that? Uh, nothing wrong with that. But what happens with this circumstance is you're not only just paid hourly. Often you're paid by the mile. Often you're uh, paid by the route. And that's not uncommon in legitimate contracts. The problem is here is when you set yourself up as a personal service business or a personal service corporation, mm-hmm. And the carrier doesn't withhold any deductions uh, from you for taxation purposes. They also don't pay CPP, EI, 
workers' compensation, uh, sick days, any of those protections, they don't pay because you're notionally a business. Mm. But Jess, that doesn't mean that you don't have to pay tax. And what ends up happening to these individuals who sign up under these agreements, and many of them are new Canadians and don't know, they think this is the way it is. When they go to file their tax return to access other government programs, they find out they owe tens of thousands of dollars a year in unpaid tax. And then they're left on the outside looking in. It's so exploitive. It is so caustic. If the individual was much more aware of tax laws, got much better advice, could this type of structure actually work in their favor? Never in their favor. It could work. But what ends up happening is the rate that's paid to the driver in this arrangement is deliberately set to undercut other rates because that's how the carrier, the unscrupulous carrier, gets the contracts. They just pay these individuals less, and the individual thinks, well, that's okay. This money is in my pocket, not understanding that they're not paying into the social programs, but beyond that, they still owe the tax. If this was a legitimate approach, it would be on par with legitimate businesses, legitimate independent operators, and we wouldn't have this exploitation problem. But that's not what's happening. So at its core, it's a race to the bottom. Absolutely. It's a race to the bottom, and it's new Canadians in particular who are incredibly vulnerable to this because they just don't know. Um, Have authorities begun cracking down on this at all? Beyond saying this individual hasn't paid their taxes, uh, owes back taxes, but in regards to the broader crackdown on the industry or these owners and scrupulous owners, has there been any sort of crackdown or investigation? After five years of extremely aggressive, heavy lobbying in every province and federally, we now have dedicated federal managers and officers who are looking at uh, misclassification of employees uh, through Employment Service Development Canada. Um, So it's progress, Jazz. But come on, this is a billion dollars a year of tax dollars that are sitting there waiting to be collected and CRA is soft-pedaling on enforcement. And that's just not acceptable. So, man, you're saying a billion dollars a year uh, uh, should be paid in taxes, and it's not just based on this particular practice, and I'm going to assume in Ontario and British Columbia? This is it. It's a billion dollars a year across the country, at least, that's not being collected because of this practice, because it flies underground, because of a lack of enforcement. And that's just, I mean, Jazz, when we look at the social programs and the stresses that government is under for revenue, I, I my members are mystified at why we don't see some really serious movement on this issue. Uh, now, when you say CRA, Canadian Revenue Agency, that's federal. Is there any provincial jurisdiction in this? Sure. Um, the majority of the industry that we operate in is federally regulated, so that's why it falls to Employment mm-hmm. and Social Development Canada, and taxation is 100% CRA. Uh, I'm very happy to say that WorkSafe BC has been incredibly cooperative uh, in setting up uh, systems in their systems to detect this practice and to make sure that it doesn't take root. Um, they've been just excellent to work with. And the, the federal government also, I mean, they've been good to work with. They've just been incredibly slow. And that's what we're saying is we need to move quickly on this. We need to stop it before it takes root. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Dave Earl, President and CEO of the BC Trucking Association. We've been talk, talking about a, I guess a scam is the right word, called Driver Inc., where you basically uh, uh, are asking drivers to uh, set up their own business and incorporate, and uh, they are taken advantage of by uh, employers who do save money, but that individual, the driver, uh, is expected to, to pay payroll taxes, other taxes as well along the way, and they get stuck with the, the, the challenges of paying all of that after the fact, and there's been a this sort of uh, self-employment technically, has been increasing by 172% in the past decade in Toronto alone. It's a huge issue in the industry, uh, as Dave was saying. Dave, uh, I'm curious, um, do you see similar types of practices in the United States? Not as much, Jazz. And again, it depends on the taxation structure. Uh, every state's a little different. I mean, and your listener will may not know this, there are states with no personal income tax at all. Um, so the, the the motivation, if you will, is very different because of that different taxation structure in, in the United States. Uh, I'm very curious, uh, when you're talking about these new uh, drivers, is there um, any way that they can be educated? Is there any programs that can be set up that if they are taking courses uh, at some of these schools to be truck drivers, that part of those courses should include some sort of uh, um, education in and around incorporation in regards to the Canadian Revenue mm-hmm. Agency. Do we not see any of that? It's not built into mandatory entry-level training because that's all um, you know, really concentrated on road safety. Uh, but the larger, better schools, all of them have modules that they talk about taxation structure, business arrangements, what's appropriate, what's not, what worker rights are, what it means to operate a business. Um, but you've got to appreciate, Jess, for people coming into Canada in particular, explaining the nuances of employment law and dependent and independence, that's a hard conversation for, for individuals who have worked for a long time and are familiar with the language and culture. For new Canadians, it, it's a really tall order for them to be expected to understand all this. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of a, a change is the industry going through? Um, when you talk about new truck drivers, give me a sense of the just the human resource demographic change that your industry is going through right now when it comes to just new drivers and older drivers retiring. Oh, sure. Just in BC alone uh, last year, I have to pull the number off the top of my head, but I believe it was about 6,000 new Class 1 licenses were issued. So those are new people that are becoming qualified to drive the heaviest vehicles. Uh, When we talk about Class 3, which is when you get into, um, you know, dump trucks, cement trucks, um, the numbers are even greater. So, I mean, there are literally thousands of new entrants coming into this industry every year in British Columbia. Uh, and we don't uh, have a particularly large trucking industry in BC. It's about you know average what you would expect, but the the center of gravity uh, really is in Ontario. Um, Alberta uh, has a significant sector as well because of the nature of their economy. Uh, but even here, Jeff, it's thousands of people a year coming into the industry. Um, how comfortable, how co- confident are you that this will be dealt with in the next near, in the near, uh, in the near term? It's been a lot of years, as you say, the industry has been has been uh, trying to raise awareness on this issue, uh, and uh, it's 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 not resonating deep as it should. Uh, how long do you think you know there, you can expect a crackdown from CRA, especially because I think that would change a lot of things if they were much more aggressive in in, in, in tackling this. Oh, absolutely. I remain always optimistic, Jazz. I, I do believe 
that people are committed and are really looking uh, to do the right thing. Um, but they need a prompt and they, they need to, to understand that Canadians consider this to be an issue. And it's one of the reasons that uh, we have a dedicated website that helps people feed you know, into their concerns into the federal government. Uh, it's stoptaxandlaborabuse.ca. Um, just type in there and, you know, name and add and your information, and this gets right to your MPs, right to the decision makers saying, look, this, this is crazy. This has got to stop. So once again, uh, stop tax and la- at stoptaxlaborabuse.ca? Yep, stop tax and labor abuse, all lowercase, stoptaxandlaborabuse.ca. All right, Dave, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.